Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. And we are delighted to welcome in a man who has, what, two decades of experience at competing at this event. I'm talking about Bathurst, the Bathurst 1000 tomorrow. Uh, Craig Beard joins us. Craig, thanks so much for giving up some of your time. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we are, we are really good. We are really good. Mate, you have got such a long sort of association with this event. What, what does it mean to you personally, Bathurst? Oh, look, Bathurst is, you know, we all know it. I'm just repeating what everyone else says. It's uh, we grow up grow up in New Zealand with a Bathurst day. I remember sitting in the garage with Dad, watching, having a beer and uh, watching it. You know, all his mates would come around. It's, uh, it's, it's our grand final in our uh, industry in Australia. What, what were the rules in the garage? Were you allowed to talk to Dad? Did you have to have to give Dad the beers? Did you sneak some I, beers I off Dad? I, Dad willing to give I, them I, to I you? I think um, I wasn't drinking at that time, but uh, I, pretty much they locked the girls out in those days. They're not allowed to anymore. <laughs> I, I, I remember watching sport with my father. No one was allowed to talk. No one was <laughs> allowed to talk, and he was a gentle giant. But any time the phone rang too, he'd answer the phone in the most aggressive manner. What? Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, what? It's, it's going to be a no, with conversation. It, <laughs> it is. Some people should be lucky. Should be lucky that the phone was actually answered. But but those memories are, are, are pretty vivid. So you know, then to migrate into actually competing at it, that's quite something, isn't it, Craig? Yeah, it is. You know, and I think you see some of the young guys like Matt Payne that's going to have their first. Uh, first run up here at the mountain in the in the main game and um you know it's probably a pretty emotional moment the first time you hit the mountain um it's easier in some ways for the young guys now because they actually know where they're going to go because they get on simulators and 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 run programs and actually know where it goes i remember the first time i got here uh driving with brett riley in a bmw and i just drove out of the pit lane basically not having ever done a in no, as I say, no simulation laps or anything, and you just go, oh my God, where am I going? And where do I want to place the car? And you just wombled across the top of the hill. And what you've got to remember is everyone else coming out of the, the pit lane behind you, the, the Peter Brocks, the Larry Perkins, um, they just thundered down on you <laughs> like a box of hammers. And yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty scary moment, to be honest. Craig, uh, Grant Elliott here. Great to have you on the, the show. Uh, first of all, did you have a nickname? I've been searching it on Google. You must have had a nickname. Is there nicknames in motorsport? No, I didn't. Everyone just called me Beardo. So Beardo. I was lucky. I, I could have had some bloody horrible nicknames, but I, uh, <laughs> I with, uh, with, with Beardo, I was, I've always been fairly aggressive. So that they, um, they didn't call me too many bad names. I have been called bad <laughs> names, but not a nickname. Right. <laughs> Well, well, Craig, we are, and we've freely admitted this at the top of the program, we are both um, ignoramuses when it comes to the sport, this event. Um, so, you know, Grant Elliott's done his very best to, to, to figure out, you know, the, all the things you need to know. I do have a lot of questions for you, Craig. And my first one, after uh, finding an article with all you need to know about Bathurst, obviously coming from South Africa, I'm not that well-versed on Bathurst, but I do know there's a huge build-up in New Zealand for the weekend. I know a lot of people travel over for it. Um, and it's held in pretty high regard. 
Um, so speaking to royalty here, one of the things that surprised me was a co-driver. I didn't really think there was a co-driver. Explain how that works. Explain how they choose the co-driver and how important is it that that co-driver needs to be of decent value to win the race? Well, how it works is obviously you need two drivers to get through a six-hour period or, or ballpark, six, or call it 161 laps. Um, probably the most important part of winning Bathurst is having a good co-driver, good wingman. So when you take mm. someone like a Shane Van Gisbergen, who's at the top of his game, mm. if he was to have an average co-driver, he could do everything he can do to lead laps in that, but they can fall off the pace with a bad co-driver. So mm. having someone like a Garth Tander uh, to back him up, who's just as quick as Shane on a single lap, like he is still a very, very good racer um, and should be in the main game and could still win races and championships and Bathurst in the main game. Um, that's a pretty good way to start Bathurst with two blokes like that. Now, if Shane was to take someone that had never been here, a rookie, someone that's learning a bit, can make mistakes, doesn't have the confidence, doesn't know the other competitors, the chances of winning Bathurst is zero. So your co-driver is just such an important component. Now, you've got the best co-drivers in the business, really, are the guys, the Fabian Coulthards, the Garth Tanders, the Michael Carusos, the guys that have just stepped out of the main game championship. Lee Holdsworth last year won the race with Chaz Mostert. That was his first year sitting on the benches. Got one of the better co-drives and won the race. So it kind of shows just how important. So you've got that. That's the first guys you go hunting for, the guys that have just stopped stopped racing full-time in the championship. Then there's the full-time co-driver style team that are still racing other categories. The Dave Russells, the Warren Luffs, those style of people. Uh, they're the second tier that you try and get because they're, they're, they're solid racers. They've raced Bathurst many years and they're almost professional co-drivers. But are they as quick on a single lap as Garth Tander that's only just sort of retired, or not retired, but got out of main game? Probably not, but a really solid option. Then you've got the left field ones, the guys like Matt Campbell, um, factory Porsche driver, but it's a bit risky. Comes out of European GT, IMSA in America, sports cars, really nice cars to drive, fast, a lot of electronics, ABS, traction control, and then you hop in our brutal things that are just going back in time, big horsepower, low grip, really. Um, fantastic drivers, but are they at the peak of their game in a supercar? Probably not, but will deliver a very solid job. So there's a whole different sort of tier of co-drivers, all really, really good drivers, but if I could grab Lewis Hamilton and put him out here today, um, and probably arguably the best driver in, if, if we've ever seen, he wouldn't even qualify on the back row of the grid. Do you know what I mean? It would be That's that amazing. difficult to task for him until yeah. he got miles in these cars. Yeah, nose, nose ring or not, he'd struggle. <laughs> the the he other thing, Craig, we've that's... Had <laughs> we've had guys from IndyCar here that have won the Indy 500. We've had ex-Formula 1 drivers. And all of those people, all of those people have struggled have struggled to get up to speed in a supercar. So um, life's... It's, it's no different than me sending one of our guys into a Formula 1 event 
to the weekend. Very, very big ask. Oh, so, some great insight there, Craig uh, or Beto, um, as I will be calling you uh, during this interview. Um, what, one of the emotional sides and one of the things that I picked up arriving to New Zealand, Holden versus Ford. You're either a Holden fan or a Ford yes. fan. Um, that's a huge part of it, but pretty emotional because it's the final year that Holden will be competing as a manufacturer. Yeah, it, it, it is. And it, you know, it, there's no doubting that's, that's, it's, it's sad, but at the end of the day, there's a new era coming with the, with yeah. the, with the Camaro, with the Camaro and the, the, the Mustang. It's almost the full circle. We're going back to, you know, the Moffat in a, in a Mustang style era, you know? So, there's exciting times ahead. I think the racing will even get better with the Gen 3 car. But, yeah, Holden's such a big part of it. And as you say, there's, it's 50-50 up here. You either bleed red or you bleed blue. And there's, <laughs> no, there's no crossover. There's no middle ground. Um, the only middle ground you'll find, it certainly won't be up the top of the hill in the mud. It might be in corporate hospitality where you've got a guy, you know, that, that a business owner that's, more European based or whatever, they come for the race. They don't just follow one brand. But the true supercar Australian touring car style fan is one or the other. The headlines are, are quite telling. Mayhem on the mountain. Weather carnage at Bathurst. The weather's going to play a big factor. Right, and we we can't we can't guarantee what it's going to be like come race time, but. Craig, having, having all the experience you have uh, on that track, if, if it is very, very wet, how much does that change things? Well, it does a lot, but also I'm in race control, so I've been out there. I was actually out there um, till late last night um, working with the with Bathurst City Council trying to just redirect some water. We had some sort of issues yesterday yeah. that well, I hadn't seen in the past, so some of the, you know, just... just the lay of the land changes and, and the way they mow and grade and we had to open up some little channels just to try and redirect water. So we've done quite a bit of work overnight. It's a big job for me and race control to, to cause yeah. it really comes back down to, to me whether I go, our conditions, can we carry on or do we have to pull the pin? Um, look, these guys are fighter pilots. They'll keep pushing on, but there's always a point with torrential rain where on a, on a mountain where things can just get a little bit too dangerous. And in the modern era, um, driver safety is a priority of anything. So we'll driver safety, marshal safety. We've got to be able to, it's a small thing. Like yesterday we had to safety mm. car the Super 2 race because yeah. the marshals across the top of the hill couldn't see point to point. If one marshal's post can't see another marshal's post, they can't communicate. Um, we have to safety car it. Or suspend the race. Yeah. So, so many elements may come into it. Um, yep, these boys will all drive it in the wet, no drama at all. Um, and whether you're a co-driver or, or main game driver, they, they, they will do that and, and do that well. But there's so many other elements, as I say, that come into it that's outside our control um, that we have to abide by. Yeah, you might have a big weekend to hit. You might have some big decisions on your hand. Um, Hopefully, I, may, um, I, I hate to yeah. rush this interview, but I've got a Super 2 qualifying yeah, go. start in three minutes. Um, go. So I'm going to have to wrap up. No, it was perfect timing, Craig, because I was literally about to wrap up. 
You're a superstar, Craig. Thank you so much for dropping by. I know you've got a huge weekend here. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Craig. Cheers, guys. Thank you. That's the very latest bully from, uh, you know, race control. Craig Beater's got a long association having uh, driven in, I think, 21 Bathursts. Yeah. I told you it was going to be better. <laughs> you were right. You were right. Yeah. Are but... you holding or forward? Yeah. You I'm... and I can't be either. We're, we're not. We, I, we don't know, man. I've never it. had... But a... Ben France is more likely to be one, isn't I'm... he? He's more likely to be holding or forward. He's holding. He looks like a holder man, does he? Yeah. And what's the stereotypical Holden man look like, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. Be very careful how you answer this. Because <laughs> the text line will light up. I love the jokes between Holden and Ford fans. Yeah. Um, Ford fans, Holden fans, I want your best joke about the opposition. Team Blue, I want your best shot about Team Red on double eight, double three. And conversely so. I've there, there'll be some great jokes about our crap Ford cars or you know, holding cars or crap drivers like this, blah, blah, blah. Send them through. I want, to, I want our best Bathurst jokes, double eight, double three. Well, I've owned a Ford Focus before. So, so that you're team I have Ford. to be a F- team Ford, but also I like the fact that it's the final year of the Holden. So you can't be both. They must, they must be loving the fact that Ford fans must be loving the fact that it's the last year of Holden. You can't be both, Grant. No, I'm not. I'm not both. I'm Ford. You're team Ford. I'm Ford. Beautiful stuff. Ten minutes away from 11 o'clock. Craig Beard uh, joining us. Out of race control, giving you the very latest. Um, yeah, weather does not look good.